Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Good, Bad, and Ugly of Business. I'm your host, Katrin Becker. On this podcast, we like to say that while a smart person learns from their mistakes, a genius learns from others. And so in that vein, we love to bring guests that have learned immense things in their career so that you can learn too. You can either avoid the mistakes totally, or you can fail faster and get through it more quickly. So today we have a great guest. Her name is Diana Injuries. She has really thought about what about communication? How can we have better communication with our spouse, with people that are close in our lives? She has created a game called Better Topics, and it's a very fun and engaging thing that you can play over and over again with your spouse. And they're just coming out with another game that we'll be talking about as well. So I'm very excited to hear what brought her to this point, what made her want to do this, and how it's helping others and how she, what she's learned from it as a result. So Diana, welcome to the show. Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me today on the show. I'm very excited to be here. It is very exciting as well. So I personally love board games. We have a whole cabinet full of all the games, and it's a great thing to pull out with the family. Um, there's times where it's just my husband and I play games after the kids go to bed. I think it's such a important piece of, of the relationships. So I would love to know what spurred you to say, you know what? there's this thing missing in the market. There's a hole that needs to be filled and I know exactly how to fill it. Well, um, the game was actually born out of my own frustration with uh, couple card games. Um, you know, same as you and your husband, me and my husband, we love games as well a lot. And um, especially during winter months because we don't go out that much. Yeah, um, gets dark so like early. Yes, it, it gets so dark and it's cold and you don't want to leave the house and it's cozy and you know you have to get dressed up and you know it's a whole thing if you want to go out. It's a whole thing. And we're yes, and also because we bore we work from home, it's not like oh anyway, you know, I'm like put together and I can just leave the house. It's it's not like that most of the time. <laughs> so I'm like I, I cannot really be bothered. So during those moments, also we have this um weekly date night that we've set for ourselves since we were dating even even before we got married and we still we are still keeping that you know five years into the marriage we're still keeping that weekly date night and sometimes we're just like you know um, frustrated what to do because we try not to watch too many movies like for example I love movies and tv series I could binge watch them for the rest of my life I think I would be happy with that <laughs> but I am conscious that that itself won't help our relationship in any way because you see with working from home especially that both of us work from home comes the other side of it where you don't really have a set time like when you have like nine to five and that's it you clock out and then it's up to you whatever you do with the rest of your day also because we work with people from so many different time zones the both of us we sometimes work to like 9 and 10 p.m. Like that's a regular in our house where my husband would have calls like in the evening or I would have something. And, you know, before you know it, if you're not taking care of your relationship, you just start drifting apart. And then years in, you just look to each other and then you're like, who is this person? I feel I don't know them anymore. Basically because you forgot to put time aside and connect. So in order to avoid all of that, we are very intentional about our date. Uh, our date night and many times you know, we like to play games and we have again all the board games the monopoly the ludo you know all the scrabble the all the classics and you know at some point i thought why not just get new games once in a while and start 
you know, working on the relationship and also play some fun games because why not? You know, I was researching a lot of games and I came across some so-called card games for couples and I ordered a few. And my frustration with them was that, first of all, yes, there were many questions, but those questions weren't all helpful for the relationship. You know, mm-hmm. they would they weren't helping us have interesting conversations. They weren't helping us uh, progress in any way in our relationship. They were very basic and sometimes childish questions like what's your favorite color or what's your favorite <laughs> ice cream and i'm like okay a few months in already or a few weeks in even in into the relationship we don't know how much i love chocolate we have a big problem here like these cards <laughs> won't be able to help solve so i'm like no these are not good so out of like hundreds of questions that some of these games had i don't know if we could use maybe 10 mm. now even out of those 10 Many of them were very close-ended questions where you could answer with a yes or no. Or even worse, they were one-off questions where you would just ask them once, okay, now I have the answer to that question. And then, okay, we can just move on with our life and just, you know, give the cards away, throw them away or whatever, because they were useless. My second frustrations with these cards were was the fact that they weren't actually games. They were just questions on a piece of paper that you could just ask your partner and that's it. Mm. Or some of them were drinking games, which again, we don't really drink, so they weren't very relevant to us. Or they uh, were mostly bedroom-related games, which I don't mind, but that's not, you know, all the relationship what's about. You know, you have more things into your relationship, not just the bedroom. Yes, it can be quite important for some, but it's not all. Like, you you have so many other things. Yeah, you have so many other things to put in place and and cogs, you know, to oil and to help work in a relationship before you actually get to your bedroom and make it steamy as well. So, you know, out of these frustrations, I, I literally was so annoyed with them because, again, either they were one-off questions or they wouldn't really make much sense for us or they weren't even actual proper games that you would have fun playing. And this came at a time when I wanted to make a big change in my career because my original background is in law. Uh, that's what I studied in university. And then after that, I went to the UK. I'm originally from Eastern Europe. And I worked in NHS, which is the national health system in the UK, in corporate basically for almost eight years by this point, when I literally decided that I, I really want to do something else in my life. I didn't know what at that point. I just knew I have to pivot and the shift has to be quite big because I was done with corporate. I got to the level where I set my mind to when I first entered corporate world and I got there and I was very, very disappointed because what I thought it would be was very different from the actual life of what it was. So I was like, okay, this is not it. I want out. So all of this, all of these things combined, we started brainstorming with my husband. And then, you know, I got the games and I got frustrated with them because they were so poorly made. Um, And the advertisement was so different from what the games were actually like, you know. So he said, everyone can relate to that. Like you see something and you think, oh, this will be so fun. And then you get it and you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize this is what it would be. Exactly. So my husband was like, what if we could create our own game? How would that look? And, you know, coming from a from a corporate mindset, 
I didn't even allow myself to have that creativity in the beginning. You know, I got literally, I got scared. I was like, I don't know how would that work? What, how would we do it and everything? And then my husband was like, let's just start step by step and just imagine this would be a possibility. What would we even include in a game? How would, you know, what would be the main ground rules, questions, what we would do about it. So we started bouncing around ideas and we started working on the actual questions. It took us around, I think, six months to develop the questions because we a big emphasis that we wanted to put on the questions was to make them repeatable. So although the question is actually the same, the way it is formulated, you can actually ask the same question over and over again. And the answers will be different because whatever you go through every week changes. You know, whatever you you're a, planning for next week. Can you give an example? Yes. So one of my favorite questions and okay, so just, you know, to put like a slight disclaimer out there, there are some deeper questions and there are some lighter ones as well. I don't want to scare people off that, okay, now you'll have to talk about your feelings and everything. You might have to in certain questions, but not all of them. So, you know, it's not all like deep feeling type of talk. But my favorite question is, when did you need me most last week? And I wasn't there. You and you can Ooh. ask this question literally every week if you want. And it actually helps your relationship, you know. So alongside the fact that you can keep asking the same question and you will keep having different answers, you also help your relationship, you know, in a big way, you know, in having those important and necessary conversations in a fun way in a playful way, because we've included a lot of um, game-like elements into it. It's a lot of back and forth in answering and asking the questions, but you also have what we call modifiers, where you can cancel a question if you don't want to answer it. You can reverse the question, which is my favorite one, you know, especially when my husband <laughs> thinks he got me locked, me, he, he's got me locked in, you know, with like a difficult question. I'm like, huh, actually, you have to answer it now. Reverse. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, my personal favorite are the rewards that you get at the end. So with the main deck, we've included also a part that contains uh, over 20 rewards, where the winner of the game gets to choose a reward from that pile, and, and the other person has to do it for them or together with them. So alongside encouraging um, actual meaningful and important conversations in a relationship, we're also encouraging people to do more stuff together. You know, like the simple stuff, like do a spaghetti kiss next time in a restaurant, like be foolish <laughs> together, it's fine. <laughs> like, you know, make me breakfast in bed this Sunday, or I don't know, make me, a, do me like a 20 minute massage. You know, I was like gonna say, is there a massage in there? Cause like, I will sign yes. up for that every time. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, you know, you have also these rewards. So you get to play. You get to have these important conversations, but in a game-like setting where there isn't any pressure on any of the partners. Also, the questions are formulated in such a way that they're not judgmental in any way. They're not blameful in any way. So you're, um, you feel safer in answering them. And you also get to do interesting and fun things with your partner. So basically, I combined everything that I felt other card games lacked and we've put them together and then we found a way to make everything work together. Well, and I'm so glad you explained it so well, because I feel anyone who has tried those other games might hear about your game and be like, oh, it's just one of those and lump it 
in there and say it's yeah. not worth trying. So hearing you describe it, I'm like, where do I buy? Like, I want to try this. It sounds great. Um, yeah. Because it is something that you have to be intentional with. And to create that safe space, like we had a, I've got two small children and we had a, a situation a few weeks ago where there was, you know, so the kids were going through some emotions and we were talking about it. And I looked to my husband and I was like, have you ever felt this way? You know, to just help teach the kids mm-hmm. that it was okay. And he was just so taken about a back, like it took him a minute to really think about it and engage. And after the children went to bed, he was like, why'd you ask me to talk about my feelings? And I was like, cause they need to see it. They need to know. Yeah. And it's, it's an important thing to realize, um, that, that it can be, it can be the interesting thing about this game is that, um, although we've created it, having couples in mind and for couples, and there are some, let's say spicier ish questions, like bed bedroom related questions, some of our friends and some of our players as well, like people from us as well played the game. They love the questions so much. They took out those few questions that are related to couples specifically, because there are so many questions that you can actually do that and it won't ruin the game in any way. And they started playing the game with their kids. Mm. And they were so amazed of the results and how the kids started opening up. Also because the kids were never asked like that, you know, to talk about their feelings or to share that much or to plan together that much or in that way. So they all loved it because it, it it was very intentional, you know, and they loved it. And they keep asking us to create one between parents and children and grandparents and grandkids, you know, to help generations connect better. And we are definitely going to work on that as well. But um, it's just taking <laughs> each game takes quite a while to be produced and put out there. Um, but it's amazing to see how, you know, our main intent were couples and help them communicate. And then parents and children as well get to um, have this amazing benefit of the game, play together and also discuss things. Because my main idea and my, I not only if if it's purpose or or what do you want to call it, I really want to help children live better lives and be Mm -hmm. more educated about their feelings, about decisions, about about anything that's related to their lives and I realized that in order to do that I don't need to approach children as much but their parents because that's where it all starts our education starts from home you know and from my own experience I was in my mid-20s towards late 20s when I actually started very seriously to educate myself about relationships what relationships mean what are they what is a good partner are there even such things as great relationships that last for 30 years and people are still happy after 30 years or 50 years or I don't know how many years because you see the experience from home was one and the experience I've seen and the things I've witnessed in my friends uh, relationships or people around me or other members of the family were so different and most of them I was like I don't want that you know most of them were not filled with happiness most of them was not that um, happiness ever after type of ending that you see in movies and I was like either movies are a complete BS and that's just not possible it's just like a fairy endless fairy tale that (laughs) we are we are shown every time in tv and we just dream about 
and then we have to accept this reality and I was like why can we just have that in real life as well you know and that started this quest inside me like okay I need to learn more about this because I had this mindset where you know in um, in your career normally if you don't know how to do something you'll take a course on it you'll read a few books you'll watch a podcast maybe or listen to it um you'll watch a few videos whatever you'll educate yourself on it and then you start doing it you practice it and then you know it becomes a skill you're good at and then you use it and your life is so much better because you know how to do that thing and I always thought why are we not doing the same about relationships because you know in my um going up the corporate ladder in my previous job when I was having these uh, management trainings I was going through Many times we were taught a lot about how to communicate with a team, how to bring out the best in them, how to, you know, see, um, recognize the different personality types, how to communicate with all of them in a way that they are happy to do whatever they need to do. And every time along the way, I was like, better partner choices, you name it, like so many problems that people have today would be just erased if they would know what to do. So that's where it all started, you know. Years went by as I started learning more and more. And then again, this I reached this frustration point <laughs> with the games as well. And then better topics um, came about to be. And because we are encouraging people to talk about better topics rather than all the problems that happen out in the world. I'm not saying, you know, to be oblivious to what's happening. I'm just saying not to be consumed by them and to focus more on what's actually important, you know, our relationship. Because even if we love our career so much, still our relationships impact our lives so much, you know, that it is worth investing in them either by, you know, putting aside a few hours a week or even one hour maybe and playing a game like this so you can reconnect with your partner and form that connection. Because, you know, again, in, in corporate, you tend to have um, these team building sessions or team building days. And even in private companies, you, you see, you know, team building weekends, weeks even, whatever. Why? Because people need to spend time together to be able to connect with each other, to gel, to understand each other, to get to know each other and all of these, to understand how they work, why they have certain beliefs and all of that. And then that makes work overall easier with them. The same is true in a relationship. It's just we forget because also I believe this comes from maybe a general tiredness from work where, you know, you put in so much effort at work and so much energy into uh, getting along and communicating with people there. And then maybe when you get home, you're tired to do the same at home with your spouse and you just want to relax and just chill, do nothing maybe. But with the help of a game like Better Topics, you can actually do that without having the stress of, okay, how do I approach this? You know, how do I talk about, um, I don't know, my husband leaving his socks around the house? How do I talk about, I want him to fix this now, not in six months, you know? (laughs) I think just those questions are very relatable. That is for sure. (laughs) Yes. you know, you said you were you were in law and you were in the healthcare system, and there's a lot of psychology in what you've been describing and and how to formulate these questions, how to ask them so that they're repeatable and being in a safe space. Um, I mean, I know you mentioned that you were curious and started studying it. 
But did you ever have a moment as you were creating better topics where imposter syndrome popped up and you thought, I don't know what I'm doing. Like there are people who have PhDs that do this and have created these games that I don't think are great. Like who am I to come up with this? That is a great question. Actually, I had that. I had that because I thought maybe I have to go back to school and study psychology for a few years and then even just to show people that I know what I'm talking about. But then I had this very important conversation that literally shifted everything in my brain. I was talking with various psychologists from the US and couple therapists as well. And they started using the game with their clients because they said, um, obviously it won't solve everything in a relationship, but it's a really good starter, especially if one of the uh, partners is not so um, used to opening up you know, easily and they don't want to talk about their feelings. They don't want to lay on a couch and just talk about how they felt because not everyone can open up easily. And, and I get that. And they said, you know, as a starting point, it's really good because it gets that conversation going. Once they start having a few conversations like this, you know, they get it gets easier and easier for them to open up. And one of them said something when, that literally clicked for me was she was like, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years and I never thought about a game like this, but I think it's such a great idea. And then it clicked. I was like, that is why I could do it. Because I wasn't hung up in all of those teachings that people had, all of those boxes that people had. I'm not saying that this person I talked to, she's not brilliant. She is. She's amazing. And we had, you know, amazing conversations. But because she's been in the industry for so long, she forgot to be super creative about it or think, you know, I wouldn't really want to say like with the times, but maybe that too, because in this day and age, we want everything to be more fun than it used to be. You know, for example, when I wanted to leave my corporate job and I was talking with my mom and I was like, I'm not happy. I'm literally waking up on Monday morning and I want to break things just to release anger and frustration that I have to go to work again and spend so many hours there and come back home. And my mom was baffled. You know, when I talked, when I told her this, she's like, what do you mean your job is not supposed to make you happy like are you crazy you have a, you know it was a really good job it was very secure it was well paid I had my own house already you know everything was fine and she's like are you crazy she's like nobody's expecting you know their job to make them happy and then I was like what do you mean like am I supposed to spend all this time for each day in a place where I'm not happy and I was like it's a job like it's not meant to be make you happy and you know, when I when I realized the difference in generational pattern and thought as well and perception, I was like, oh, my God, I need to get out now before I become like that, you know, because there's still time you can do this. <laughs> yes, that actually urgent to things. And I was like, no, now is the actual time to actually get out before I get too complacent in it. Like, no, I need to get out. And I realized like, yes, in my parents' generation, it wasn't about having fun at work. It, it was a lot about survival. Yeah. But in this day and age, most of our survival is already covered, you know? Also, you, most of us, I think, we got to a point where you realize you don't need a super massive mansion to be happy and to survive. You need a house, couple of rooms, you know, bills paid, food, you're good. Now what? You know, now comes, I want to feel good. I want to enjoy life. I want to do more than just survive. Because yeah. again, our work is not as physical as it used to be anymore. And is not as hard anymore as it used to be. 
for many of us, I'm not saying for everyone, but for many of us, if you, if you look back, you know, to uh, previous generations. So, you know, when, when I talk to people like that and like that uh, psychologist I talked to and when she said she never thought about it, I just thought that, yes, because she was in a different generation mentality. Our generation now, we want to have more fun. And if we can learn through fun, even more amazing, you know? Yeah. Because even as kids, if you think about it, kids learn a lot by playing. Most of the things I think they learn is by playing. Absolutely. But we forget that as adults, you know, we go through the school system where they're like, okay, you have to learn this, you have to read this book, you have to do this paper, you have to, you have to, you have to. And it's all like a certain type of work and it becomes serious. Whereas when you go to trainings, even as an adult, and even now I fondly uh, remember all the trainings I went through when I was doing my management training in NHS, and I remember the best, the ones that involve play, any type of play, you know? And I was so amazed to see that they were just making a, you know, asking us to do, for example, something, build something with like uh, pastas, you know, like pasta yeah. scroll. Yeah. Like they were asking like, because they split us like in teams. And like then build a asking, bridge like, or something, right? Exactly. Like build something because actually behind it, they wanted to see how we communicate as a group, as a team leader, as this, how do we take charge? Do we not? What's happening? Do we involve others? And, you know, all of these things. And when they explained it to us, I was like, but we were just building something like what, you know, and all of this was combined and well culminated with better topics where there is a lot of thought put into it. And this game can help you in so many ways you don't even realize, even just by asking the questions and the Why? versatility of the game, because you can either play it as it's meant to be played. Or you can even just take it with you on a long drive, for example, and just ask questions and bounce them back and forth, you know? Yeah. So many ways you can use it. Well, I think, so, you know, the thing sorry. I really love about you mentioning these questions and something that's very um, top of mind to a lot of people is talking about like chat GPT and you yes. know, the conversation really comes back to, it's all about the question you ask. And yes. I think that it's so important to have the right question because it really, I mean, yes, the answer that someone will give is is important, but not nearly as important as the, having the right question and being able to exactly. ask that question correctly. Exactly. And even maybe questions that you never thought about, you know, for example, we had this couple that um, they were our friends. And when we first got out the game, you know, we asked them to play it and to give us feedback, like any feedback, even if just the the cards, how they feel, you know, anything, just play the game once or twice and tell us about it. And they were like, listen, we've been married for like 30 plus years. You know, we're fine with each other. We communicate, we talk, we're amazing. I'm like, okay, good to know. Can you just play the game and give me some feedback nevertheless? <laughs> because first of all, you have no idea what I'm talking about. And second, I actually need real feedback because, because I've created the game together with my husband from scratch, literally from scratch. Um, we see it in one way, we understand it in a certain way, but others who haven't and they have their first connection with the game and their first contact, um, they might see some issues that we haven't and we've out, you know, missed in some way. So we asked this couple to play it nevertheless. And their feedback was so funny because they came back like a week later and they're like, listen, we've been married for 30 plus years. We are talking and, you know, we know each other since we're like teens, married, been together forever all good but this game actually raised some discussions some very very interesting points of view they're like i've never thought of asking my wife when did you need me most last week 
She's yeah. like, I, it never even crossed my mind because normally she would tell me, but sometimes she doesn't. She just, just doesn't want to deal with that. She just doesn't want to go into that discussion that might turn into confrontation. But it's like this, this game and the questions, they actually, you know, helped us look at things from a different perspective that we never thought of before. And he just felt, you know, that the connection uh, was stronger even after after this, you know, so even if you think, oh, my relationship is amazing, I don't need this, give it a try. <laughs> you might be surprised. <laughs> and even for like dating, you know, it, I think it's an important to have those those kind of questions then, even before you get married. You know, my husband and I yes. are Catholic, and um, our church required in order to get married in the Catholic Church that we take like essentially a compatibility quiz. And so yes, we go into our amazing. separate rooms, we answer the same questions. And then whenever there was differing questions, there was a moderator, essentially, who comes in and says, okay, you know, on this question, Katrin, you answered this way. And, you know, Eric, you answered this way. Like, let's talk about it and have that discussion. And it's really, really helpful. Yes. So I can see this being great for dating. I can see it being great for couples you know, that have been married a long time, but I can also see some of these questions being really able to be brought into the workplace. Like even as a, you know, a manager asking your team, when did you need me last week? And I wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. The sister of this question is, uh, when did you need space last week? And I didn't give it to you, you know, because someone can be micromanaging you even at work yeah. or at home, you know? Sure. So again, and everyone's different. Everyone's yes. different and what they need and when they need it. So it's it's a exactly, constantly exactly. changing and, and not, evolving situation. And what I realized is that not everyone, although you know, maybe they've been together for years, not everyone is comfortable enough telling their partner, like, listen, I need help a day not to see your face. Like I just want to be alone, maybe in bed, maybe binge watch something, maybe go out by myself and just have a walk, maybe just drive for help a day. I don't know, whatever it is, you know. I want to be alone. And sometimes I have that, you know, myself. And my husband was quite, um, you know, surprised by that in the beginning of our relationships. And I told him, like, I'm normally a people person. I'm good pe people. I love to be around people. I love to socialize and everything. But sometimes I just have this, you know, when I'm, my cup seems too full sometimes. And I need time for myself just to, like, decompress in a way, you know. Yeah. So I told them, like, you just have to understand and accept the fact that sometimes I don't want to see anyone and I don't want to do anything. So I would have like have this helpful day where I would just be in the bedroom, in the bed, and then he would just like come in once in a while, like, are you still breathing? Is everything okay? <laughs> good thumbs up. You're like, yep, I'm alive. Yeah, okay. still breathing, all good. It's like, okay. Do you have um, or had experience with those Brita filters? It's a brand. Yes, yes, I have those, yes. I think of like when you're filling up the water reservoir and yes. you get to that point where you're filling up faster than the filter can go. Yeah. Cause I and it can overflow. Way. Yeah. And it yeah. overflows. And it's like, I just need a minute for my filter to catch up to being what's pouring in. Yes. Yes. That's actually a really, a really, really good example. I love that. Yes. Exactly like that. Because yeah. I'm the same way. So when you were describing it, I was like, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so we have this this routine where once in a while I'll just be like, or maybe I just, you know, I'm telling him in the morning, okay, today I want to go and see my parents by myself. And, you know, I know you have work too late, so I'm just going to go. 
and I'm taking the car and I'm leaving because for me, even that one hour drive there and one hour drive back, it's so good and so therapeutic and and I just feel amazing, you know, and by the time I get there, I'm good. And I'm spending time with my parents and I get to decompress with my mom because, you know, women, we talk differently than men. So my husband doesn't get like annoyed that we're talking about the same thing again and again and again. And I'm like, he's not here. We can't just talk about anything. <laughs> and because um, then, you know, if we don't include him, he feels excluded of the conversation. If we include them, he's like, yes, but, you know, this is not a topic I'm, I'm very interested in. And I'm like, OK, just go do something. Then. <laughs> You're right. Exactly. So sometimes, you know, I just have these moments where I'm like, I'm just going to disappear, you know, for like an afternoon and see you in the evening or maybe even tomorrow morning, especially if I go to my parents' house. So, And that's a really comes... important thing that to talk about in terms of self-care, because exactly. a lot of times people see self-care as being something that you have to spend money on, you know, that yeah. it's expensive to go get the massage or to get the manicure and the pedicure or to whatever, go shopping. Um, but I think it's a really important thing that self-care can sometimes be, be just being with yourself, just going for a yes. drive, you yes, know, exactly. music that you love. Exactly. But again, coming back to better topics, I'm comfortable in telling this to my husband, maybe also because of my personality type, that might be, maybe also because I grew up with a brother and I understand that you have to tell men exactly what you mean. They don't really understand beating about the bush. You know, they, they don't really catch on that. Even so, sometimes my husband is like, is this like serious or is there an underlying thing I should be aware of? <laughs> but again, this comes after years of working on ourselves, working on communication. You know, my husband has few businesses, so obviously he had to be really good at communication. And we we bring those skills into our relationship. And I understand that not many people have that. Not many people are comfortable in, in just going to their partner and saying, listen, I just want to clock out for like half a day, see in a few hours after I am okay and I'm, I'm back to my normal self. Or as someone said recently, um, you know, right now I'm not fit for human consumption. I need to go away and come back. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. I mean, so, I, I, yeah. I love this because, you know, I think about like date night just being going to see a movie. And it's like, well, you don't interact with each other. Exactly. I know you can exactly. talk about the movie like afterwards, but the, the the majority of the time you're spending together, you're not interacting. So yes. it's a great yes. way for people to mix it up and to um and to just try it and just and just see what it's like. And and I would imagine maybe even setting with the intention, like, hey, we're gonna try this for a couple of weeks. You know, yes, that, that you exactly. will see the the real benefit. But this has been amazing, Diana. I'm so glad that you had this idea and that you had the moxie to stick with it and to keep going and to see it through, even though there's, you know, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur and starting something new and learning, like, oh how do you even manufacture something like this? Like, who do we contact? And that feels like that could be a whole nother yes. episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What I just want to say about that is that I understand why not everyone is an entrepreneur. Because in the beginning, I was like, why isn't everyone doing something like this? And then three years in, I'm like, yeah, this is not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I many times missed my corporate days where you can just walk in, do the work, leave. And then that's it. You're done. Like, till the next day, nobody's bothering you. When you're an, an, an entrepreneur your clock never stops. 
and it's crazy because you cannot get your mind off it and then sometimes at night you're like up and you're like oh my god how can i improve this i need to talk to this person that person especially when you start off and you have to do everything on all sides it's not easy but what i can say is that three years in finally i start seeing amazing results and growing so is it worth it i don't know ask me in another few years Sure, you're still out on that one. So Diana, yes. how can someone purchase Better Topics? So you can find Better Topics on our website, which is bettertopics.com, or you can also find it on Amazon for US, UK, Australia, and Canada. That is amazing. I will make sure that I also have the links for that in the show notes, but thank you so much for being here. I know I'm going to go get my copy uh, I'm really excited to try it. This, this is going to be a lot of fun. I'll, I'll make sure I report back to you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. And thank you to the listeners for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast so you can continue to be notified of amazing guests like D- Diana. And if there's something else that you're curious about, a person that you want to learn more about, please reach out and I will see if I can get them on as a guest. Until next time, everyone, have a great day.